Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It is November 11th, Veterans Day. Um, I hope Veterans Day is going good for you. I hope that you've had the opportunity to uh, think about and remember and thank anyone who you might know who has given service to, um, well, if you're here in the United States, to to this country. Um, My name is Rick Luper. You're listening to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our monthly call-in open reading show where we invite you to call in and read a poem. We have no content or style restrictions. We just uh, we just want to hear your poetry and find out what's going on in your poetry world. We do this every month, and the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Um, it's been a couple months since we've done this show. Last month, um, our show for the month was the uh, Poetry Superhighway Contest winner's announcement, which was a, a very cool show. We were lucky enough to hear um, some of the people who um, had scored highly in the contest uh, read some of their poems as, as well as uh, share in the excitement of uh, finding out who won together. Um, but we're, we're off in a regular, uh, regular season now, and so we're back to our regular open reading. And, and, uh, and uh, so those of you who were uh, pining at the bit, pining at the bit? No, chomping at the bit and pining for the fjords, I think is what I was thinking of there. Um, who would like to call in and read a poem, who've been waiting to call in to read a poem since, oh, September or so. Now's your chance. 646-716-7362 is the number. Or click the uh, the Skype button or the Direct Connect button on the Blog Talk Radio in, uh, interface, and, and we'll get you on the air to hear your poem. Um, so the next big project that uh, that Poetry Superhighway is working on is something we announced a couple of weeks ago. It's our 14th annual uh, ebook free for all. So what is this project? You may be asking. Well, I'll be happy to tell you. Thank you so much for asking. Um, this is a project uh, which kind of grew in, uh, was created really in response to the Great Poetry Exchange, which we do in another part of the year, um, where people sign up to send a copy, a physical copy of their poetry book to someone else in the world, another participant in the Great Poetry Exchange, in exchange for receiving one uh, uh, from yet another participant. Just uh, um, no contest, no entry fees, just just sending poetry books to another person in exchange for receiving one, um, which uh, that honestly grew out of the uh, the, uh, the generosity of, of uh, of our sponsors from our, our poetry contest. We've been able to give every single person who enters our contest a prize just for entering. And, and I thought it was so cool that so many people signed up to, uh, to give um, prizes away. I thought, well, how can we do this again? And the rest of the year capitalize on that energy. And so the Great Poetry Exchange came along. Um, and a lot of people asked during the Great Poetry Exchange, well, I have an ebook. Is there a way that I can and, uh, participate um, in this project with an ebook? But since there's, um, I, we didn't allow that for the, the Great Poetry Exchange because there was something really cool about the physical exchange 
of books. So we developed an ebook only project, which is what we're running right now. It's the ebook free for all. It's the 14th year that we're doing this. So if you have a, um, a poetry ebook in PDF format that you're willing to make available for free for 24 hours, then all you have to do is um, fill out the form on our website um, uh, and upload the ebook, and that's it. And all of the ebooks that are uh, that participating in the project will be free to download by everyone in the world for 24 hours on December 1st, from midnight to midnight Pacific time. And uh, just as kind of a fun addendum to that, at the end of the download period, I'm going to put up a list of uh, of how many times each one was downloaded. So it's not exactly a contest. Um, <clears throat> no one wins anything here if you happen to have the highest. A number of downloads. It's just kind of cool to know how many how many times your book was downloaded. Um, I know uh, some people kind of hesitate to do this. Why do you want to give your book away for free? Well, maybe you don't. And if that's the case, then then don't join in. You know what I'm saying? But if you do, it's a cool thing. It doesn't have to be your full book. You you know, I every year participate by creating an ebook that's kind of a sampler of poetry. I make a PDF. I uh, <clears throat> add a little design to it so it looks nice. And I join in with that with that project. So I'm not um, say you have a a book for sale on Amazon or something, and you're worried about cutting into sales. It doesn't have to be that book. Or sometimes I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll create a PDF uh, copy of an old book or something like that. So um, could be a sampler, could be anything. Um, it's just kind of cool to join in. Um, and for sure, every every book is downloaded many times, um, regardless of how many times uh, <clears throat> whether whether your book is downloaded more than uh, another one. Everyone is downloaded um, at least a bunch of times, which means that the end result of it, besides um, you having the opportunity to get a whole bunch of poetry uh, for free um, by downloading all these ebooks yourself, is that you're for sure going to get a bunch of people who've downloaded your book and who will will uh, will read your work, uh, hopefully, and will expand your, your readership a bit. So um, that's what it is. There's no entry fee to participate. You just have to have an ebook in PDF format. It has to be less than one megabyte, <clears throat> and you fill out the form online uh, when you have your your book ready. And I'll add it to the listings. I think there's about 15 books up there right now, and you'll have the opportunity to uh, to join in. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to ask and uh, in calling in. Or, um, and there you go. Um, also, if you're if you're on Facebook, um, head over to the Poetry Superhighway Facebook page, where um, I have promoted uh, this show. And um, when folks call in, sometimes um, we list websites. In- links to reading series and other things like that. And I always uh, I do the best I can to post those links right in the comments to the announcement of the show, so that way it's uh, they're easily clickable on, so we can create an extra level of uh, interactivity here on the show. Uh, last thing I'm going to tell you before we get to our our callers, and again the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Call in, uh, get in our queue so you can read a poem today here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Yeah, some of you know that uh, I'm in Southern California, and um, in fact, I'm in the San Fernando Valley, and we are um, we're experiencing um, fires um, all over the place. And I'm about, I'd say, during ideal driving conditions, about 20 to 25 minutes drive from the the nearest fire. I'm in the heart of the San Fernando Valley, um, uh, not near any mountains, not near any um, areas of brush that uh, typically 
catch fires. So I'm I'm safe, um, and uh, the fires that come through Southern California generally don't have a direct impact on my house or my neighborhood uh, because, again, we're so far away from uh, uh, the hills and the mountains where the brush is. Uh, but for sure, uh, many people I know um, and many people who I interact with through communities that I'm a part of um, have homes in these areas. I know people who've been evacuated. Um, camps that I've been that I've worked at um, over the summer as a as a song leader, uh, camps in the Jewish community. Um, sad news has come along that um, that that um, structures, um, significant portions of some of these camps have been destroyed um, in the last couple of days because of fires. Um, so it's it's definitely having an impact um, uh, in the community that uh, I'm a part of here in Southern California. And so even though my home and family is safe, um, it's um, I ask that you, you uh, um, um, well that you, that you uh, that you um, give your, your your prayers and thoughts and good wishes for the folks who are being affected by it, uh, because it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that's uh, significant uh, right now. I'm here in Southern California um, to to me and to other people who who I know. So there you go. That's uh, that's the news from Poetry Super Highway and here in Southern California. We're going to get to our callers now. Again, if you would like to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. Um, our first caller is from a, uh, a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. Hi. Is this, uh, is How are you Alex? doing, buddy? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Alex. Sue St. Marie, Canada. How's it going? Good, and you, my friend? I'm okay. Thanks. There you go. Rick, the one that I chose this week is very pertinent. I've written it a few years ago, but it's it's about uh, forest fires, and it's about helping. So get right to it, and I'll see what you think. It's called Tears of Helping Rains. I want to run with the wind, race across the sky, into its endless depths, where today touches tomorrow. As I'm swept up in its midst, my body transforms to an air current with a sense of weightlessness, then pulled through a tunnel. Filled with a velocity as I've been streamlined, I am invisible as these gusts blow frequently. Like notes on a harp or air holes on a whale, I reach pitches whose sounds inspire this inner carving. For as I swoosh down over a lake, I inhale its moisture, whose crystals me inhabit, finding their niche within my cosmology, integrating with stones of wisdom. I ascend to an elevation, hearing other currents' thoughts, that there is this daunting fire whose emanations I see in the distance. I remember my precipitation, then descend over this strife. Rumors come out about a dowsing, how a threat was extinguished. I travel through its forest, hearing such gratitude. I cry with tears of helping rains. I am struck by its beauty. From tiny saplings who start to emerge from an earth no longer parched. End poem. Mm. Well, um, couldn't be any more appropriate, of course, as you mentioned, to have, have chosen that one, Alex. Um, what uh, you wrote that a few years ago? What inspired it? Uh, 
fires that were going on in California and in British Columbia. British Columbia, every year on our west coast in Canada, they because it's all of the greenhouse effects that are that are now predominating over the world that are causing either severe droughts or severe rains. And there in British Columbia, in the interior, especially in that, they they're 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 encumbered with severe fires all the time. So, and and it's the the drawing of the crying from the trees because trees can a lot of studies now and people are starting to recognize that trees are a great sharing of knowledge with people that they actually can communicate with people if you are open to the energies of their frequencies hmm. yes sir well, that's, that's interesting um and not surprising really um it just you know feels like there's a there's a whole uh, uh, connected and thoughtful ecosystem that our planet has set up um, that uh, we're so much um, so much relies upon uh, other other components of it so uh, you know uh, seeing the effect that we've had on the planet um, as you mentioned uh, is it's significant and, and it's kind of obvious why these things are happening but uh, so thank you thank you for sharing that Alex you're very welcome, Rick, and I hope that uh, the fires are out soon and that people can get back to some kind of state of normalcy and somehow in the future that somebody can come up with. And I've had this idea, Rick, because I work with the energies of coming out there and doing almost a laying on of hands, taking a turquoise chain, setting it into a stream, and then doing a meditation and calling upon the clouds to 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 seed these fires and to douse them as I did in this poem. So someday I may get the courage actually to come out and do something like that and see if it'll actually work. <clears throat> Please do. Uh, any Anything could help at this point. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Alex, is, is everything good in your world? Any, any poetry news or anything else you want to report before I let you go? Everything is just... I usually just uh, go over the river in Sioux, Michigan there, Rick, and do every month or every couple months they have an open poetry reading and they have a guest come in and uh, we get to speak for about an hour after the guest has spoken for almost an hour. So, you know, um, there was was a really really cool thing that we did today is that not only is it like Veterans Day in the States and Remembrance Day in Canada for – all of the wars and the 100-year anniversary since the end of the First World War and the one that was supposed to be the war to end all wars. That wasn't because we're so stupid of a species that we're so violent and we just like to kill each other. But today is also a change in the dynamics of time, Rick. It is called 11-11, and it is as far as the changing of a time period epoch, shifting from one time time epoch to another meaning of a new beginning a new hope and new uh love and light for the future and uh what we were doing today was doing um a meditation and everything this morning and huge changes were going on in the people in this room because most people were energy aware like i mean it it was absolutely amazing and the poem that I read this morning that they let me read at the end was the one I just read to you. And people were coming up, hugging me, thanking me, saying, Alex, that was absolutely beautiful. 
You are so dead on. You are living your dream. You're living your purpose. Just continue what you're doing because you're making a difference. Thank you. Well, that's great. Um, it's, it's good that you have that uh, community that you can head over to to uh, share poetry, and I'm glad that it's uh, making an impact there. Alex, thank you so much for calling in, um, and, uh, and I look forward to talking to you again. Take care and have a great day, Rick. <clears throat> you too. Uh, that was Alex from uh, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, um, uh, Canada, just across the border uh, from <coughs> Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. You mentioned the 11s. When uh, when there's a caller who calls in with a blocked number, um, it shows up as a bunch of ones, which is um, which is which is four sets of 11s. Uh, so or five sets of 11s. I don't know. A bunch of it's gone now. I can't count them. Um, I have no memory of how many 11s there were, but uh, there you go. Anyway, all right. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Please call in. The number, the, our next caller is from the 512 area code. Hello. Okay. I'm 512, which is Texas. And Hello, Austin. Texas. Can you um, hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> this is Kay. I'll be calling. How are you today? I'm good, Kay. How are you? So nice to hear your voice. And uh, since I, I guess I haven't uh, really seen you since I was in Austin for the Austin yes. International Poetry Festival earlier this year. So, uh, and it was such a delight to to uh, meet you um, after having interacted with you on online with Poetry Superhighway stuff for so many years. So I'm so glad you're you're calling in it, today. It it was wonderful to meet you there in in person finally after years emailing back and forth. I'm yeah. I'm very sorry about the fires in California and wanted to wish you and your family safety and uh, so that this soon this fire will soon be gone and you breathe easier, no pun in, intended. I spoke with my sister in Germany this morning. She said everyone in Germany is shocked at what's going on in poor California, uh, California, she said, has really been hit hard this past year, and she wishes that uh, everyone comes through okay. So here are her greetings from Germany, and <clears throat> mine, of course. Glad to have them. I have a little poem. Uh, I wonder if you want me to read it. It's, um, it was written when I was in Paris about uh, 17 years ago. And uh, in Paris, we attended some poetry readings, and those are very formal matters. I'm sure you've been there, too. And this poem is at a Club de Poètes, and it's in honor of Monsieur and Madame Rosny and their son Blaze. They own a bookstore, a little bookstore, and a reading area with a teeny wincy kitchen. And they offer book readings in the evening, and people come until the place is so full, and uh, they will do very honorable things according to the evening. And I've described it. I'll go ahead and read. Can you hear yeah. okay? I can hear okay, and I, I would love for you to read uh, it. And anytime anyone mentions uh, the city of Paris, I 
my ears pop up. I love that place, and I, I have been there. Um, but please, read your poem. It's wonderful. After the exhilarating rush to find the place, meeting, greeting, feeding, and eating, after coffee and wine, dishes reclaimed to the tiny kitchen, after careful glances up and down Rue Bourgogne, the door is shut and locked and bolted, lights are extinguished, foot scraping stops, silence overtakes an expectant audience, a single spotlight casts the poet. Seated on a bar stool, he listens to our breathing, and we, enveloped in the dark, hang onto his timpani diction, deep-throated, cello of vowels in tone, secret, jubilant, frightened language in symphony of high and low notes. French classic verses shake listeners' hearts. Tumultuous winds wash over the audience. Eyes hold the diminutive figure hostage. Foreign lyric, lyric perceived in apparition. Caught in melodious speech and hair stands on end. Breathless we marvel at perfect French diction that tastes like wine to unaccustomed ears, holds us spellbound, makes us shiver with imagination of poetry we do not understand until Blaze releases us in epic ending. Stunned, we catch our breath, wipe a tear, explode in rousing applause, and never forget this precious moment. Finished. That's wonderful. Um, that's a great, great, lovely uh, glimpse of uh, of, uh, of Paris and your uh, experience there. Um, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, now, you were saying that um, – now, did you attend many readings in Paris? Would you say that they were all uh, formal affairs, as you, as you described? Some were formal, as this one. Others, not so. Some were indoors. Uh, the – one was outdoors. Uh, we had uh, one across from uh, Notre Dame, which was all outdoors. And uh, uh, people would walk by, stand a while and listen, and then walk on. But all were very respectful. Poetry is, you know, it's just m- much more elevated in Europe than it is here. Well, they they started it there, uh, uh, <laughs> or they had it before we did. So you know, I, I guess yes. uh, is what I meant to say. I don't know that they started it, but is it? Um, you know, of course, this is an English speaking show, and uh, and we're talking in English, and everything here is read in English. The Paris is obviously in a French speaking country. Where was was this particular reading that you? Uh, Attended was it an English speaking one or did you go? What languages are, are the uh, readings in in Paris? It, it was entirely in French, and okay. we before coming we were asked um, seriously to please uh, uh, find a small French poem, a few lines, and read them ourselves in French. And it was very interesting how Monsieur Rosnay 
as stood by and grimaced as we tried to speak French. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I um I know that the, the reason why I asked is because I I know a couple of uh, um you know the, I know that there's um I don't know how significant it is but there is an English speaking poetry community in. Paris, and I know that there's a place called City Light, or not City Lights, um, Shakespeare and Company Bookstore, City Lights in yes. San Francisco. Um, but yes. Shakespeare and Company, which 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 is is a hub for some of these folks, and that there's a couple places at least that where where there's English uh, poetry readings that that happen that people can attend. And so I was just kind of wondering um, yes. if you've been to any of those, and because I have not, and if if those were you know similar yes. in in tone. Uh, in terms of the formality to the ones that you went to in, in French. Yes, yes, we we read at Shakespeare and Company also, and mm. it is quite a quaint place. It was very very interesting. It was uh, different from uh, Club de Poets, um, but it was very open. Anyone could come. Anyone could sit. Uh, and the chairs were dragged outside, and there was a little rusty fountain behind the seat. The audience had to uh, clinked along with the reading, and people could read in French, in English, whichever way the nationality came by. That's wonderful. Well, I, there's there's no place almost that I love more than Paris. Um, I've I've been there a few times, and uh, it's just uh, it's I I love it there. I love talking about it. I love thinking about going back to it, uh, and I certainly loved being there and eating food there and uh, and uh, etc. So thanks for uh, bringing that uh, uh, into my um, into my ears today, Kay. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, and it was uh, great to hear your voice again, and I, I hope you call back again. Um, uh, you don't wait another six months before I get to get to talk with you again, and um, and and have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much, Rick. Take care. Be safe. You will we, do. We, all right. We all think about California. Thank you. All right, that was Kay Voigt Abi Khaled from uh, uh, calling from Austin, Texas. I had the good fortune of meeting Kay, as I mentioned earlier, when I was um, one of the uh, 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 featured readers at the Austin International Poetry Festival um, earlier this year, um, which was a great experience. Um, it's um, different than other festivals. It's a lot less formal than other festivals, speaking of uh, the formality of, of events versus the informality of it. Um, and it's it's a great opportunity to go to a place and where, as a poet, whether or not you're an invited guest like I was, uh, where you will for sure have lots of opportunities to actually read your poetry. Um, they really, um, it's, it's, it's very much community driven. Um, and every day there are many readings that you can go to where there are some presented readers, um, uh, but, but where almost where 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 you'll have plenty of opportunity to read your poetry and interact with other poets, um, and uh, and be in the fine city of Austin, uh, where um, in addition to poetry you can have all the tacos you could uh, ever ever want. So check out Austin International Poetry Festival, and heck, you can apply online on their website to be a featured poet as well. Um, so check that out. They they release um, 
an anthology every year of participating poets called the Diverse City. Um, it's uh, it's a, they invite people from uh, uh, there's a couple of the international featured poets who come every year. There's there's national featured poets. There's local featured poets. Um, and there's just a lot of people who go and share poetry with each other. So um, if you like poetry, and you might, um, and uh, you like interacting with other poets, uh, and I suspect you might as well, if you like the opportunity to share your own poetry, and I, I bet you do, uh, uh, check out Austin International Poetry Festival. I'll post a, a link in the Facebook um, uh, uh, page where I'm uh, in response to uh, this event, uh, which uh, where I'm posting links and things like that. Um, but uh, let me see if I can find it on. Yeah, it's AIPF.org, Austin International Poetry Festival, AIPF.org. That is, um, that's where you can find out all the info about it. The next one is uh, April 4th through 17th um, of 2019. All right, uh, moving along. Um, uh, uh, well, oh, actually, it's the half-hour mark of the show. So uh, before we get to our next caller, um, as we do um, at the half-hour mark uh, almost every month, I like to play a spoken word track um, uh, chosen from uh, uh, something that's been uh, submitted to me in MP3. And this one is called Keen Fitful Gusts. It's by Paul Brucker. Keen Fitful Gusts by Paul Brucker. What a waste to be born a poet, but not a very good one. To hobble up the hill to sing your life one more time with feeling. Look into the mirror. See the centripetal meaning of every sensuous fact. Now notice all the broken glass you must arrange to be happy. So what if you're enamored of a life that doesn't work? You can mouth sure truths, truths over, over and over, over until, until they become until they cliche. cliche. All is truth, beauty, and hurts like hell. Nice job, Paul. That was um, that was a spoken word track, "Keen Fitful Gusts" by Paul Brecker. He submitted that to me earlier in the air. I played it before on the show. If you've got a spoken word track uh, that you would like to submit for me to consider playing here on Poetry Superhighway Live, uh, 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 export it as an MP3 um, or export them as MP3s if you have more than one, and send them to me in an email at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I will consider playing them here on Poetry Superhighway. Live at the spoken word track half hour mark segment of the show. Um, just to, just to be clear, um, <clears throat> what I'm looking for uh, for in spoken word tracks or at, for a spoken word track is uh, something uh, like Paul did, where there's something more than just a straight reading. If you want to do a straight reading, I invite you just to call in during the show and do a straight reading. Uh, but uh, for me, a spoken word track for me to consider it for this show. Um, it's got some extra sounds added to it, like Paul added to it. Maybe there's music under it, or um, even it could be um, a, a, a live recording of you reading in front of an audience where the audience reactions, their applause, their laughter, etc., the ambient sounds where the event was happening um, are the extra element which creates um, something different from just you calling in and doing a straight reading. So put something together. We do this every month. Uh, send it to me as MP3s. To Rick at PoetrySuperHighway.com. All right, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. 
Um, call in and read a poem. It's an open reading. We're on for the next half hour or so. Our next caller is from the 510 area code. Hello, 510. Hello. I think that's me. Can you hear that me okay? You. Yeah, I can. Hey, Rick, it's, it's Dennis Bernstein, and uh, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. I didn't have a poem because I was standing outside, just oh, walking yeah. around, listening. Um, but um, before I read this poem, which is for my dad, who was born on 11-11-9-17, I guess the, the day before the Armistice Day, the initial Armistice Day of World War One, And it was um, sort of an amazing and terrifying moment. Uh, my dad, who ultimately in World War II was like a serious war hero, got shot, did, you know, did all the things, risked his life, hated war his whole life, but he was a war hero. He, uh, His mom died giving birth to him on 11-11-17 because even as the worst war in, ever in the history was ending, more people were dying in the influenza epidemic than actually died in World War One. So he, he sort of comes in, you know, Armistice Day and loses his mom, who's given birth to him on the day that the world is celebrating the end of a war. So it was always very poignant. And then, of course, in World War Two, Bronze Stars, all this kind of hero uh, stuff, although he never, like he, I never heard anybody speak more strongly against war. And he, he said that if he ever ran into his uh, general, um, General Patton at some drugstore on the street, he'd punch him out. Um, so, anyway, yeah. that's the story. And the the fire side of this, by the way, I wrote a book called Special Ed, and. It's set in Far Rockaway, which is the only double fare uh, on the New York City subway. And Far Rockaway has become the forgotten ghetto of extremely uh, poor sections, uh, the poorest, some of the poorest in the country. And um, when I was teaching my kids there at PS, what was it, 105, you know, we, we'd see fires burning. We'd look out. These are houses that people, like my, my grandfather was a, uh, a famous rabbi in our family, the family I wasn't born yet, would come out to Far Rockaway to summer. But these same summer houses were now used all year round and were always burning down. And we'd be looking out the window with my kids. And, you know, Jose would say to, you know, uh, Embry, hey, is that your house or Jack's that's burning down? Can you see where the smoke is coming from? So fire was a, a regular part of that life, too. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Dennis, that's um, that's a lot of stuff. Um, thanks to your uh, uh, to your your dad and um, for his service and all that he did. And what a, what a what a bunch of you know what a, what a tragic story um, to hear about his his mother dying and all that all that he did. And 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 you mentioning all the people died in in the war. It just got me thinking. The the first World War was was referred to as. The war to end all wars, and it, it yeah. occurs. As far as I'm concerned, um, any war is the war to end all wars. You know, uh, the, 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 I think 
I think the current one should be the last one. So, I, I, I mean, I agree. My dad used to talk about how his version of a war story was, you know, we were a bunch of kids shooting each other. Um, I'd see, you know, I'd hear grown men, mine or theirs, you know, six footers, you know, stalking strong men crying for their mamas. That's what my father would remember about war. Well, let's hear the poem. Sure. It's called Strong Medicine. And uh, it's uh, about the day that he died. And I never write poems like this, but I wrote this one like this. Strong Medicine. The night before he died, he craved for ice cream on a stick. He swore he heard the bells outside the truck across the street. Could I sneak out and buy around for all of us his treat? There was no truck across the street, no crisp bells crackling, but the canteen in the basement did have two dusty old machines dispensing pops and cones and cups. I filled the slots with coins. At 50 cents a shot, those two machines unleashed more vital pain release that night than the steady drip of morphine clouding father's final scene. Ah, the loot he beamed and drew a shallow breath and then another. I toast to the bitter and the sweet. He tore the wrapper off his treat before he lost his breath completely. I watched him eat. I watched him eat like a kid on the sneak before dinner. That night his death took a brief back seat to a chocolate-covered ice cream bar on a stick. That's a wonderful ending, uh, Paul. Uh, Dennis, sorry. Um, uh, let me ask you a question. You began by saying you don't do things like this or write things like this. What What is it that was different about what you just did from what you typically did? Uh, sort of. This was, um, I think I had to keep it pretty formal, keep some kind of a rhyme scheme mm-hmm. in order to, uh, to stop the poem from sort of feeling sorry for itself. And, um, I don't know, to keep it in a place that, to, more formal as a way of dignifying my dad's life. That's sort of how I maybe think about it. That's great. I, I, I love that um, circumstances are, were sort of informing the, the way that you created the art. And I, I think, um, I know I found recently, I, I've written a couple of things that aren't, typically the kinds of things I write or write about, and they, they certainly were informed by exterior circumstances and, and situations. So um, I, I just, that really struck me that when, when you said that, because I I'm, it, it related to that in my own output, but um, um, Dennis, remind me where you're, uh, where you're calling from. I'm calling from the Bay area. I live in San Francisco right now. I'm calling you from radio station KPFA. That's the, Pacifica Station in the Bay Area. Uh, it's in Berkeley, and I do a daily radio show here, a news magazine, every weekday at 5 o'clock called Flashpoints. So that's the other part of my life. But I figured I'd come here since my friend is working on a beautiful documentary about water. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured I'd use the microphone here and keep it a little bit clearer. So. Yeah, 
It's uh, you know not everyone has has the the technical savvy to uh, to not use the phone to call into a blog talk radio show. So well well done. Um, Thank you. And um, and it's there's also a certain uh, I don't know what it is. There's something about calling into a radio show from another radio show. It's uh, there's some kind of cross breeding that's happening here. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry about no, that. It's, I, I, no, I, it's awesome. I do. I do want to tell you one other thing about uh, that visit. Before, when I went to see my dad, I didn't realize how sick he was, and they called me from to go east to New York to the snowstorm. I didn't realize how far along he was. And so when I got into the room, and this is sort of the, the power of this generation, this World War II generation, and I get into the room and I see that he's really going um, and you know it's one of those moments where you you can't if you just move the wrong way you will start to cry and you will not be able to stop um, and I <laughs> so he saw that in me and he reached I have to say he reached out through death he said come over here come over here he moved his hand for me to get closer and closer and finally you know when I was leaning over all the wires in the bed and the whole thing and the whole mess at the end there he reaches out and he grabs a little piece of my sweater and this is a former tailor and furrier by the way in the old days and he says um, nice material feeling the sweater where'd you get it that's amazing. That's uh, still, you know, uh, a father till the end, you know. Uh, yeah, that's it. Just um, just wants to make sure you're okay and, and, and move the conversation to where it needs to be to help you be okay. Um, Dennis, I really appreciate you. Uh, sure. uh, I was going to say calling in, but I, was, I guess it's connecting in, uh, in your case. And um, I hope you do so again, and, um, and, uh, and I look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity and all the good poetry. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. That was uh, Dennis Bernstein calling from San Francisco, California, um, calling from another radio station. I wonder if they know. I wonder if uh, if there's uh, seeds of dissension being sown by the very fact that a phone call was made, such a phone call was made. Um, all right. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. we got about 18 minutes left in the show. I've got three callers on the line. I'm sure I can get to all of you. We might be able to squeeze in some more if you want to try to call in. So um, our next caller is from the 985 area code. Hello, 985. Hi, Rick. It's Diane Elaine Dees. How are you? I'm good, Diane. How are you? Well, I'm good, and I, I particularly wanted to talk to you, Rick, because you know that expression, I have good news and bad news? Sure. Well, I have I have good news and bad news and good news. And when I start telling you, you'll know why I wanted to tell you. You have been on me so long about doing public readings, although we don't have any here. Well, uh, at the last uh, 100,000 Poets for Change Night, which you'll recall in September, our local women's center decided to have a, a huge poetry reading. And they brought in Alex Johnson, who is a pretty well-known spoken word poet, as the featured poet, and they invited a few others of us to participate with her. And I had seven poems selected, 
And the day before the event, I became extremely ill with flu. Hmm. So I had to cancel. The director of the event was kind enough to read one of my poems in my absence. So that's the bad news. But the good news is there is another big poetry event upcoming there at which I will be the featured poet. So I wanted to tell you that of all people. That's fantastic. Um, that's, I know. Uh, You've been pushing me a long time. Yeah. To, to get out there and read your poetry, yes. Um, finally having a venue. You know, I'm really glad that they have, uh, that this particular venue has decided to add poetry reading. So I, I don't know when mine's going to be, but it's upcoming, and I'm very pleased about it. And that's, uh, as I recall, you live in Covington, Louisiana, is that correct? That's correct. And the Women's Center is actually in Abita Springs, which is a town not far away. We're like a little string of pearls, you know. Every little city is connected to the next one, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, if it keeps going like that, you'll, you'll have a Los Angeles where, where it just never ends. There's no, there's no disconnect yeah, because right. it becomes one giant city. Right. Um, the parts that aren't burning down at the moment, at any rate. Um, but. But well, that's great news, Diana. Uh, I, I hope it goes really well, and I'm I'm sure it, it will. You're you're a natural uh, a speaker out louder, uh, based on a couple of conversations yeah. I've had with you, and I, I'm sure you'll you'll endear yourself to the the, the audience, and uh, it it will be the first of many. Well, thank you much for saying that. Um, I thought about reading a war poem today, but I changed my mind. And I'm going to read a brief poem of another type, also a little sad. Okay. Linda Ronstadt's, it's called Linda Ronstadt's Voice. It is the honey you add to the tea when your own throat is sore and your spirit needs soothing. And it is the resonance that pours out when the vellum gently slips. It is longing and sorrow in raw, unfiltered vulnerability. It is a single violet tourmaline, a pomegranate split open to reveal a jewel box of ruby arrows, a streak of emerald on the feather of a hummingbird. The honey jar is empty now, but the sweet balm will soothe as long as we have recordings, as long as we have memory. That's a, that's a sweet poem, uh, Diane, um, Diane. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Something a little different. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I always crave the different and celebrate it, so I'm happy to, to, to have, have little and big differences uh, always. So great. So t- tell me, when is this reading again that's happening, or you don't know yet? Well, we don't, I have, they, haven't, they haven't announced it yet. Uh, okay. I was there. Actually, I was there Friday, where I gave a workshop. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a psychotherapist. I was giving a workshop to other clinicians, and it was announced then too. But it was announced as upcoming, so we don't really have a date yet. Uh, do you ever read your your poetry to the other clinicians? Uh, n- no, no, they, uh, they they don't even. Uh, although it's funny, here's an interesting thing. When I was after my workshop Friday, a clinician I know came up to me and said, I never knew you were a poet, so am I. And it turns out she had read the night that I couldn't go. So that was interesting. You know, that you is interesting. Know. 
Yeah. You'll never you'll never know who's secretly a poet out there. In the, in the I know, because you know we're all in the closet, right? It's true. Well, it's listen, true. We have to. I was just going to say, ahead. be safe. No, I was going to say, be safe. Thanks. Yeah, I, it's it's fairly easy for me to be safe where where I live because I'm 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 you know it, and it's it's very urban here uh, with that with uh, cement and streets everywhere. Um, it doesn't make yeah. the best best views, um, but it's it, it 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 definitely helps during fire season because uh, uh, it usually yeah. doesn't impact on me directly. Um, but but thank you yeah. for those good wishes. And, um, okay. and thank you very much for calling in again. And I and I can't wait to hear. Yeah, I, how I, you're I wanted to call in on. I, I wanted to call in on contest day, but I was still very sick, so that's why it's taken me so long to call. But anyway, it's great to talk with you. Likewise. All right. Good to hear your voice. You. That was uh, by uh, Diane Elaine Dees from Covington, Louisiana, longtime participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff and uh and uh, and only uh, uh recently a caller inner um so uh so there you go thanks so much be brave people call in it's what we do um we share poetry with with each other um you could even disguise your voice if you're worried about coming out as a poet and you don't want anyone else to recognize you um it's just important that that you share your work i think the number to call in is 646-716-7362 our next caller is a blocked number. Hello. Rick, Michael, Birmingham, how are you doing? Hey, Michael, I'm good. How are you? Well, I was listening to the, the news because there's a lot of news going on these days with fires and shootings. And then um, a journalistic topical little snapshot point came to mind. And then I looked at the clock at 433. I said, oh, no, the show's on, and I called right in. Here I am. So I'll keep it short so you've got another caller so they can get in before the 5 o'clock mark. Um, I enjoyed the haiku for um, uh, Haiku Universe, the Halloween annual. It was the third year they've done this. That was I really liked it. It was really uh, um, a wonderful part of my Halloween every hour to check in to see what came up. So I enjoyed those. That's so cool. Yeah, I should I should mention Haiku Universe uh, on the show more. I sometimes forget about it as I as I focus on poetry superhighway stuff. But that's uh, anyone who's interested should know that's uh, a sister project website of poetry superhighway where we publish um, a haiku or short poem um, every single day um, on the website haikuniverse dot com, um, and you can submit as often as you want to it um, at right at the website haikuniverse dot com. And uh, there's a Facebook page too, a uh, facebook.com slash haikuniverse where they're also posted. And you can you can also, if you don't feel like going even online, you can you can get them in your email uh, every day as well. There's a there's a daily email list which it's emailed out to you. Thanks for bringing that bringing that up. Okay, well anyway, that leads into what I wanted to read the micro poem, uh, a my uh, a topical micro poem, twenty eighteen and vigils had become as common as shootings. 2018, and vigils had become as common as shootings. That's uh, that's wonderful, Michael. That's I, I don't know if you saw the poem that I posted um, earlier in the week after the uh, shooting here in Thousand Oaks, uh, um, but it 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 was it was not a micro poem, but it. Um, it mentions quite a bit um, how how you, you you can't really walk walk down the street without uh, without encountering a vigil, 
um, because there's so many vigils uh, happening. Um, so I'm I'm with you um, with that sentiment. Well, um, I turned 61 Thursday. I mean, excuse me, how can I do that? I turned 61 Friday, November 9th. And, you know, I've kind of accepted the, the possibility that, you know, um, the way that I leave this world might be at a public event and there's a shooting at a grocery store, you know, just I've kind of accepted that could be what happens. Yeah. But um, I was, it's ironic because this week, the last few days, I've been thinking about the frequency at which the shootings have been occurring. I said, you know, they said they've gotten just been, they've been real frequent lately, real frequent lately. And then the radio program that I was listening to said, I think there's been one every day for the last two weeks. And that's when it generated to me, you know, and, and they were talking about people going to vigils. And, you know, vigils have become, you know, as common as, you know, a, a daily occurrence, as common as the clock, as common as the cold now. They've become a part of our culture. Okay, it's, well, Ricky, where true. would I find your poem? I wanted to ask you, where would I find your poem? Um, if you go to my uh, Facebook page, it's a post uh-huh. from uh, – it's it's a poem. The the post I just put the word exasperated, um, but the, then there's a, a it's it's from November 9th, actually. Um, so it's oh. I think three or four posts down uh, from from the top of my Facebook page. The 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 post is called exasperated, and the poem uh, as presented is called they're shooting people again, and it mentions uh, vigils quite a bit uh, with with the, coming from the same idea uh, as as your your poem. Uh, so I guess we're fortunate. Okay, we've got other call. I was going to say, I guess we're fortunate, come to think of it, that there were no tragedies at, at any of the polling places that I know of this week, come to think of it. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Michael, I always appreciate okay, that you well, called you, in. I'm going to get to my other caller, so thank you so much, and, and I'll talk to you again next time. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. He's been calling into the show since almost the show has existed. Um, I think we've got time for one more caller. Um, hello, 701 area code. Emily from Fargo, North Dakota. Emily from Fargo, North Dakota. Um, I've been to Fargo. I like it there. It's, it's pretty nice. It's uh, cold, but uh, it's not, the cold isn't as bad as the wind. The wind makes it feel like it's uh, going to eat you, but... Um, yeah, the cold, I don't mind. It's the wind that's so bad. But today it's not too bad. It's like 30 or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how, how good that sounds from here in Southern California, but I applaud your positive uh, attitude uh, on that. Um, well, I want to make sure to hear your yet. poem before we – I want to make sure to hear your poem before we oh. talk anymore. Um, so why don't you read the poem, and then we'll see how much time we have left. Okay. Uh, my poem is called Woodside. When my father dies, I will crumble like pie crust, my insides oozing out. My grandfather's handkerchief is tight in my hand as the podium holds my weight. I am the oldest. I am honored to speak of my father's gentle kindness and overwhelming optimism, almost naivete, forever expecting the best of everyone. I speak of him in the present tense because, unlike my grandfather's grandmother, aunts, and uncles, This day is like the morning we heard of my cousins, each at age 19. This day is not real. 
because this morning my daughter sang along to Grizabella's song from the musical Cats. My son is about to shave with a bladed razor, and the clouds look like cauliflower and broccoli. Eyes are welling with months to come. Unheard voicemails and unwritten birthday cards and home runs not cheered about and dance recitals not applauded to and Thanksgivings and Christmases and New Year's and birthdays all minus one. As my mother cradles the urn to his final resting place, to the family plot in Massachusetts, to his father, mother, brothers-in-law, to his sister and nephew, I will see the plot reserved for me. Clutching Grandpa's hanky in one hand, the sweaty palm of my daughter in the other, I catch a glimpse of my firstborn as he steadies my mother, keeping her upright through Woodside Cemetery, and I wonder, what will he say? End the poem. Emily, thank you so much. That was that was a great uh, poem to end our uh, our show on, and uh, I'm always excited when I speak with anyone from Fargo, North Dakota. I, I had a chance to go there a few times a bunch of years ago to visit uh, some friends, and I actually did a couple of poetry readings there as well. In fact, my um, one of my early books of poetry is called Mowing Fargo, and it's all poems I wrote on uh, on the first time uh, I went there. Um, so it's just it's oh, wow. a, it, to me it to me it's a special place. Um, and um, it's good to, to hear a voice from there, especially reading such a sweet poem. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've lived here about 11 years. Um, grew up near St. Louis, Missouri, and I've been here 11 years. It's a, we're going to stay put. My, my kids and I are really well settled, so I think we're going to stay put for a while. Awesome. Well, I, I wish I had more time, but I've just got a, a two minutes left in the show, so I want to thank you so much for, for calling in, and please do so again, Emily, and uh, enjoy Fargo and your, your balmy 30 degrees. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Emily calling from Fargo, North Dakota, a place that will always be uh, special uh, in my heart, kind of like Paris. Uh, very different cities, but I've had good experiences in both places. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks to Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Thanks to Kay from Austin, Texas. Thanks to Dennis from San Francisco. Thanks to uh, Diane Elaine Dees from Covington, Louisiana. Thanks to Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. And thanks again to Emily from Fargo, North Dakota, for uh, rounding out our show today, as well as uh, Paul Brucker for the spoken word track that uh, that he sent in. Our next show is going to be Sunday, December 9th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that's the same time as this show. So if you don't live in Pacific Coast time, uh, just figure out what time it is now and subtract about an hour. And that's when the show will start on Sunday, December 9th. Uh, don't forget to uh, take a look at our uh, great ebook free for all project. Um, you have until December 20 or no, sorry, November 29th, I believe, to join in with your ebook. All ebooks that are submitted will be available to download for free for 24 hours on December 30th. It's awesome. It's fun. It's a great chance for you to expand your readership a bit. It's a great challenge to put together a little ebook if you haven't already. Um, it's a good opportunity to put together a little sampler and get your, uh, get your stuff out there. Um, so uh, look for that project um, uh, on our website at poetrysuperhighway.com and click on the submit button if you'd like to join in with your own ebook. Um, everyone, uh, stay safe out there. Uh, it's getting tougher and tougher to do that these days, uh, but um, I have faith in you. You can do it. 
Check us out online at poetrysuperhighway.com. Thanks for listening, everyone.